Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings kicks off on May 5th. Head over to the Warehouse Games channel to catch Game 1. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Hello, welcome to the morning meeting. My name is Jimmy. His name is Matt, and this is Behind the Scenes, Building John Boy Media. Thank you very much for joining. If you watch regularly on the YouTube channel, you can hit subscribe. That helps us a whole bunch. Appreciate you there. A little run of show. Before we get into it, we have some questions from you. And if you want to ask questions on future episodes, leave a comment and we pour through those. And it's, you know, pretty interactive with our comment section. We have the warehouse release schedule video came out. We have a big interview with uh, Reggie Crawford, first round pick, pitcher and hitter that we'll throw it to in the middle. And a bunch of questions covering a ton of topics, TV broadcasts, how do I watch my sports, Jake and I, Goof and gaff question. Always have the goof and gaff. And before we get into it, here's a little music. Okay. Right. How you doing? Good. Um, freezing cold yesterday. Uh, yeah. Had to do a decent amount of walking in this city. Hated it. So I, uh, why'd you have to do a decent amount of walking? I went to a comedy show. How was it? What comedy show? Fantastic. Which, what show? It was hosted by Seth Herzog. I think his name is. Yeah. Seth Herzog. He is the one that I went to Jimmy Fallon last week and he's the one that like opens before the show and only the studio studio audience, I guess, knows that like he's, Hyping the crowd up before Jimmy Fallon comes out. And he's at that show. He was like, oh, I'm doing another show, like my show next week. Uh, so he was the host. Um, Adam Polly, which Emily freaked out about because he's on the Mindy Project, was there. Wow. He sang a funny song. And then, I mean, Dave Hill, if you Google that, if you know who that is. I, I was crying laughing, and uh, that takes a lot, honestly. And shout out to Dave, who was it just definitely listens. Was it just, he does? No. <laughs> was it just straight stand-up? Yeah. Dave Hill? Yeah. All right, I don't know him. It's very funny. Old. He looks old. Okay. Is he um, old? Is Am I looking at the right guy? Yeah, he, he's a little old. Uh, oof. No. Okay, because this guy's old, old. No, this guy. Um, that might be the same I just guy. Googled Dave Hill, and it's like it comes up like Google has a thing for him. Might be the same guy. Dave Hill's Internet Explosion is what his website is titled. Okay. But, yeah, it was good. So that's why I was doing walking. But then I think I just overcompensated today. Sweatpants, sweatshirt, hat, scarf. The whole shebang because it was too much. It was too cold. And that's how I am. That's how you are. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm good. It's Wednesday. 
busy day, busy Wednesday. Because we have, we're filming Thursday and Friday in the warehouse for the Captain's League, which is now no longer secret. Although, you know, if you listen to Morning Regular, I dropped a ton of hints here of what it was and all that, but it's fully out and about now, which is awesome. Also, I'm going to get this over right away. We have uh, an ad on the show, which is some, some of you haters might be like, boo, and other of you might be like, hell yeah, that means the show I like is going to continue because it's getting support from people who are going to support it. And Factor is one of those companies. Factor is something I really want. Like I can read their bullet points, but we're hiring and interviewing for new um, EAs. And something um, EA does for me is help me with lunch. And I don't care about my meal at all. And I kind of wanted to, like, when I do the interview process, like, hey, can you just make me be, like, healthy? Like, without me knowing it? Or, like, easy? Right. If you, like, if this one's sign up for Factor and you just hand me Factor, I'll eat it. And I kind of been craving that because they are pretty tasty. I've had a bunch. So you can get Factor if you are like me and you don't want to think and you don't and you have, um, what's it called? The... Um, Decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. That's what all the uh, all the millionaire people, Gates, Zuckerberg, yeah. Jobs, judges, a lot of military, a lot of like places where you wear the same thing every day, do the same thing. It's Kevin O'Leary, he's got that suit. Yes, a lot of very successful people like try to eliminate as many decisions as they can. One thing I eliminate is food. I just get handed lunch every day. And I've been saying, like, I think I'd like Factor because it, it tastes good. And they have 35 different meals to choose from every week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and over 55 weekly add-ons. So you can head to factormeals.com slash meeting50 and use code meeting50 to get 50% off. That's code meeting50 at factormeals.com slash meeting50 to get 50% off. Go give it a try. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Factor, for supporting the show. Is that our first official, or we've had one other at times? It's our first official ad read? I think so. Nice for a show that, like, was going to go away, and then we kind of found a format we liked and interactive and giving people insight. So we were like, ah, let's keep it going, try to make it work. Now, there's your, your goal is to get it a million subscribers. A million like subs. That. Um, there's actually some exciting ad stuff, too, that Alethea got my approval on yesterday for this show like branded segments for brands and stuff, which would be exciting. Oh, we are very close to reaching the next level of subscribers in the thousands. So we're at 15,971. So that means just 20, 29. 29 of you guys. Right now. Today, right now, if you're not, just hit it. And that helps us out a whole bunch. Yeah. Awesome. Where do you want to start? Um, you want to try these? I walked in the kitchen because I was starving before this. Do you want this? What is it? Mini fruit bar by That's It. Apples and banana or apples and cranberry? Preference? I would like banana. I don't like cranberry that much. I didn't expect you to catch that on the fly. That was supposed to be a bounce pass. So that was kind of impressive that you caught that like that. I don't even remember catching it. So I think you put it right in my hands. Oh, there's a little fruit bar like this. Sometimes I like these. Some, is this supposed to be like, are we like... Fishing no, for an ad no, from these people or no. something? Okay. I just saw these. Yeah. It's what I would expect having seen the food. It's what I would expect. Yeah. I'm kind of like baby food. Okay. Solidified. Yeah. All right. Would you agree with what I said? Yeah. 
did it make it a worse experience for you once I said it? No. Okay. Um, that experience was going to be what it was from the jump. Segway. Let's get the old back together. All right. So let's start with some questions. Like Jimmy said, if you have questions for next episode. Still chewing, Maddie. Do you eat that hole on one bite? It's tiny. Mini, please. It says it on the wrapper. Um, let's start with some questions. Jimmy said, leave them in the comments. I will sift through them and put them in next week. So leave them if you have them. But to start, easy one from Austin Cuck. Oh, God. You just got, you just got got. Yeah. How did Jimmy watch his sports? Like cricket and kabaddi. What streaming service has that? Or is it on YouTube? Um, there is cricket on YouTube, but not those leagues. I am a big advocate for ESPN Plus. And you have ESPN Plus, even if you don't realize you have ESPN Plus, because you have Disney or Hulu, or you know someone that has Disney or Hulu, like your parents or siblings. It's not extra? No, it's a bundle. If you have Disney, you have Hulu, and you have ESPN. Okay, good. Yeah. So I am a big advocate of ESPN Plus. Because I said this a bunch, but I just put sports on in the background of my day all the time. Now that I've, since having kids, I used to put TV shows on in the background, but you need to listen and pay attention. Sports, you can come and go much easier. And, and there's always sports on. Like right now on ESPN Plus, I have, you can watch the Kabaddi, the whole thing's on ESPN, or I can watch... The Australian Open's been on. And then on ESPN Plus on the back end, you can also choose like all networks. And since I do have cable as well, I can watch anything that's on ESPN News, ACC Network, ESPN, Texas Longhorn Network, SEC Network, ESPN2, ESPN3, ESPNU. So table tennis is on right now. ESPN2, I wonder if it's a re-air. No, it's live. We got... Jian Jihi versus Leah Hsing Yin. And uh, Jian won the first uh, game, and she's up 7-3 in the second set, and there's no one in the crowd. This must be a very early round. Round 32, yeah. Shit, man. That was a crazy rally I just saw. So, yeah. Um, cricket is Willow TV, which is like $8 a month, but you can – get it on your cable. So like at home and in the office, we just put the channel on and then, but also on the phone or the laptop, you can just watch Willow TV. It's $8 a month. And I wish baseball had something like that. I don't think it's needs it because no one would use it uh, because, but I would right now, if there was a platform where you got any professional, like, like 80% of professional baseball leagues. So like, Oh, I see. MLB TV, you get all the major league games. Now you get all the minor league games, which is really cool. But if you also got the Venezuelan Professional League, the, Czech, the, for the Peter. Czech Professional League, the Australian Professional League, the Mexico League, the Dominican Republic League, the Puerto Rico League, Japanese. and then the Japanese League, KBO, and then the Caribbean Series, like if all of that, or at least 80% of it, some of them would go to like ESPN Plus because they, they grab some of the cricket games. But that's what Willow TV is. Like, basically, any series that's going on, they have. And, yeah, if, if if a baseball thing had that, I would love it because I would be watching as much baseball as I am cricket. Because, like, yeah. the, the 
And I guess if you know how to subscribe, because I tried to subscribe to the um, NB, NPB. Do you say it? I think you just say Nippin, right? Or oh, I, I don't know. I, don't I know. always say NPB, but what do I know? I don't know. I said so. I would be watching that or KBO because those are like odd times. Um, but I can tell Cashman who to sign. I've tried to do that, but I haven't been able to. And also they. I don't know if they have English broadcast. I don't know. Let me know. What is there an easy way to watch all those on like my phone or my uh, laptop? Because whenever we want to pull for breakdowns, we have to like buy separately. And it really adds up because then you're buying like up to five passes for like $9 a month or, or something like that. Where mm-hmm. Willow, it's $8 a month and you get basically anything. Like on Willow right now, they have West Indies Tour of Australia. Afghanistan Tour of India, the South African League. Um, they're going to have the IPL. They have the Big Bash right now. They even have tape ball, which is uh, in Pakistan, wiffle ball. Their version of like wiffle ball is uh, tape ball, which is a tennis ball tape. And it was like the street version of cricket. But it it's like more popular than cricket there because right. it's so much more attainable. And they have a pro league now. And sometimes... Those pros get chosen from the uh, mm. tape ball leagues to become the international, like on team uh, Pakistan. Cool. Which is really wild. Yeah. So, Baseball United is also on Willow. So, yeah, I wish there was one uh, consolidated version for all the baseball leagues in this manner. Uh, Fox Sports also has, Fox Sports is also good for watching stuff. If I go foxsports.com slash replays right now, they have a lot of college basketball, uh, PBA bowling replay. I could watch that from yesterday. Pickleball from yesterday. Women's college bat. The rodeo, the American rodeo. I could watch that from yesterday. Uh, Italian series B soccer. I can watch that. So they have Fox Sports has tons of stuff as well. Cool. I mean, this is related. I think that you're going to come up with different answers, but Greg uh, Pokricki asked top three ways you'd improve a baseball TV broadcast. Um, I don't know. Yes, I really like the way yes broadcast stuff. So um, the national broadcast, I'd bring in regional color commentary guys and have the main play-by-play guy be there. Um, You know what I find really interesting is I was telling Jake this the other day in cricket or um, yeah, cricket, but I've been watching so many foreign sports leagues and I use them to get like ideas for the warehouse. But then in in general, I'm just like, well, that's different. They rotate um, announcers in the booth. Hmm. So they'll have like on the big bash league, which is a three hour game. Three and a, very similar to baseball, three or before the pitch clock, three hours, three and a half hours, through three to four hours. They will like rotate. Like it'll be like <clears throat> 30 minutes will go by and they're like, okay, bring it in a new booth. And I think in that the play-by-play guy, but like the color commentary people will change. So they'll like go take half hour off or go on the sidelines, go see some shit. Mm. And then they bring kind of like everything that they've been like reserving or holding up and they talk and it stays so in, so on the game. Really well. That's why I, I was watching um, some of the test series, which are five days. It's it's um, three two-hour sessions a day. 
but they stay on topic pretty well. Some of them, some of them, the cricket community doesn't like. And I'm like, how do they do this? And people respond like, because they rotate. So I don't know if that's something baseball could try where you get like fresh perspectives. If you had like people in the wings, it's just so much money. I think that's the difference. Like in the U S they pay so much money that they're like, we can't pay six people to do this. But if you were rotating like a pitcher to get his view and then a hitter to get his view. And then this, someone that knows this team well, someone that knows that team well. But when, when they bring in new people in baseball broadcast, they don't talk about the game. They, they right. just treat it like an interview. Like a lot of the baseball broadcasts, the national ones, just treat it like a, a three-hour podcast as a game's happening. And they talk about anything topical in the sport, which sucks. So I would try to rotate in people, if you could, and treat it about the game. Like get their perspectives on what's happening. Because that's what they do in some of the cricket leagues is better. I like it. There's also cricket has like graphics, I feel like, more that you have often called out. I mean, you showed me one yesterday where it was like the the worm. Yeah, the uh, worm's cool. Um, it's like a line chart of how it's going. I don't know how you would use those in baseball. Um, that's interesting. I never thought about because baseball is just numbers, but they don't put like they never really put charts on the screen, right? Pitch usage, maybe. Do they ever use win probability? Yeah, but they don't show it that much. I I like that because that's when like the big comeback happens and yeah. it goes the other way. Yeah. It's hard for baseball because they tried the Statcast one and it, I, and I liked the mm. data, but it was an awful viewing experience. I thought. Because you need to be able to mix that in with, like, majority of people want human storytelling than data storytelling. Right. But you need to be able to mix the data to sh tell the human story. So I don't know if I gave a really good answer there. I thought it was good. More focused. Sometimes they, they lose focus. Yeah. Um, let's bounce. You mentioned it briefly at the beginning, but the warehouse schedule video came out. Uh, then you made a Q&A. Mm-hmm about that video um what what was your perception of people's perception um well zach crushed that video mm -hmm. which uh was like a tough one because we had all these big ideas and like we were gonna like film them in chapters like it was gonna go into the chapter if you saw it and then we were gonna like a whole new filming with like tons of different people and faces and we just thought ourselves too big which is a problem that happens a lot when you're trying to create and I try to always tell our creators and our editors, like, don't think yourself too big. So we just had to be like, hey, let me, let's just, Zach was like, what about a grand entrance like this? And I was like, yeah, and then I'll just rip the information top of my head and then you're going to have to edit, which Zach did great because that's, that, I hate editing like that. Just not nonstop matching graphics to the words. It takes forever. So Zach crushed that. Uh, and I did it one take because it's 10 minutes of just talking, no notes or anything. I'm happy that it's out because now we can kind of talk about it. We still, uh, and then I was happy to get questions because I knew there was going to be things that, like, I didn't say. The top one was how does a player get, how does a new captain get uh, promoted? Yeah. So I'm excited. I don't know. People seemed very excited and into it. I hope that the numbers show and we get new people watching. But we already have Blitzball Battle 4s almost, like, a lot of it is edited. Yeah. And... Um, this Sunday, the Captain's League begins. I, I was learning by reading the comments, like how much more we need to do to prep new viewers. And I, 
it's just such more an effort on the editors that we we don't have that much time. But what, if, what were they saying? Just people confused of like, what's this? And I wish I knew the makeup of the teams and the leagues. And like, you know, for someone that's just joining, I don't want them to feel like they've missed out on so much already that we could have just like recaps posted. You know how like before season three of Game of Thrones come out, there would be like a video on YouTube. It's like season two recap. Mm. And it tells you everything you need to know. I rely on those when I start a new series that I forget. But those videos take fucking forever to make because you have to go through the whole all thing. 16 episodes from the previous series and all that. So we don't have like the editors at the time, but I, we do need to start doing some stuff like that to get people. And if we had a website, it would be much easier because you could do a blog and you could just write it out and be like, here's the you know top five storylines before you watch Blitzball Battle 4. What I was planning on doing if it's not for this ball and play it'll definitely happen for Blitzball. we we mentioned doing the f- full day live stream the day before of yeah. like playing the last Blitzball bl- battle so before four Blitzball battle four uh, there will be a full day of Blitzball battle three just live streamed to that channel game after game after game should do game and um, pre-post pre-post so i mean we could utilize that live stream if we wanted to to like after game six of BB3, for example, somebody sits down that knows the warehouse and just says, hey, for the next hour, I'm going to tell you everything that happened in BB3 so that you can know going into BB4. Um, like you said, and put it on the story live stream? lines. Yeah, it's that way it gets out there, but then we could you take it and put it on socials or this and that. Have we started making that compilation for the live stream? No. Well, I guess we don't need it for a while. But that could be a task, just downloading them all. Yeah. And then we can cut out, like... Probably have them. Final MP4s from BB3. Yeah. And then we can just cut out... Ads and stuff? I don't know if we can cut out ads and stuff. I don't think so. Just let it play. It'll be really long. be like a... Yeah. 24-hour live stream. That's a plan. I was seeing how some channels just live stream old stuff. And it's a good way to like, yeah, like before season four comes out, they Mad Men and shit, and they used to do that. Like every episode of season three is going to be playing the day before. It's like a marathon. Yeah, yeah that marathon. That's what they used to do on TV. Yeah, I like doing that. That's fun. So we should definitely do that for BB4. We I don't, are, yeah. Okay. So we just need someone to do to like make yeah. it and to test if we can live stream from a vacant computer. We haven't really done that, right? No. But that would be fun. But for Captain's League, people here know. I think I've said it before. It's uh, It was designed because we needed to come up with like a lower budget league because you know, flying everyone out and putting up in a hotel and paying for the food and, and the, you know, four days in a row of a shoot – that takes all of our editors and producers off of their regular shows. So, like, those are uh, a beast. So, we're doing four of those a year. The Captain's League is designed, we film on Thursdays, Friday, and then the next Thursday. So, they're just regular weekdays. They're not weekends. We don't fly anyone out. You know, instead of commuting to the New York office, you're commuting to the New Jersey office. So, mm-hmm. And it's that was the intention. Like, we need a low-budget winner. Now, within those constraints, we came up with, like, an awesome, really entertaining format. Oh, yeah. I don't think in this year, how we've been doing it, we are able to capture how awesome it is. 
No. So I'm hoping, I mean, and I said this in the q and I'm hoping that it, you know, I hope we get our, our baseline viewers. Obviously, we should, I think. But I hope new people grow, uh, f- go to it and test it out and find it, and it grows a little bit. And then next year we can sell it for a little bit more, and then we can put more budget behind it to do more reality show stuff. Of like, you know, yesterday there was like just trade talks, and a at lot. the warehouse there's just trade talks and draft talks and strategy, and it'd be really fun. Me and, Jolly, me and Jolly were chatting last night. So, wow. The the trade aspect is so fun. This is also, I, I feel like, assuming that you said it in the Q&A, our internal fantasy league goes well and people enjoy it, which during ball and play, people really enjoyed it. Um, that's where um, we could then launch that in 2025, Captain's League. I feel like Captain's League is a, a great spot to do a fantasy because you could get eight people and have like a full draft. How do we make our custom fantasy league? I have no idea. People want to do that. Is there a way to do it like with Google, um, a Google form where you like, I think you just submit like we have a drop down of, of players. I mean, we could do it really easy. Oh, you're talking specific to the draft of, no, or franchise series. How how do we make an interactive um, fantasy or just like like Super Bowl pool for our uh, audience? Like we can make a Google Sheet um, for the draft, so that you select a player, it erases. Oh yeah, wait, aren't we doing do this? I wanted to do this for floorball, it didn't happen. Are we doing it for? Let's wait for. Didn't the office who's going to get the most strikeouts? Who's going to hit the most home runs? Didn't we fill out a form? Yeah. And then the goal, of my, what I want is give that to the public, mm-hmm. and then whoever gets the most right can get something. Yeah. Um, yes, we did that for floorball. We all put in picks and blitzball. Floorball, we just did the winner. We didn't do the. Mm. So blitzball battle four. We the whole office picked, but it's supposed to be part of the first pregame. Sh- the pre-tournament show and like, and here, click the link below. You can make your picks. Mm. I'm hoping that happens. Well, we did. I mean, we did it, but it'd be cool if we did one over the course of the whole. Yeah. I think for specific to fantasy, I, I think that we could set up a Google sheet so that you can draft with your friends. I just don't know how, I, I think that the audience would have to help a little bit, make a duplicate copy of the sheet and then for scoring, we'll tell you player by player what per each person scored. Then you go populate your own Google Sheet. I don't know. Um, but also by 2025, if the where if the website progresses, then we could also um, we could try to build it out more on on a website. I think there's an app like create your own fantasy league out of anything. Mm. Fantasizer. Okay. Fantasizer, fantasy bit, fantasy sales, build your own. So it's a plan that we would pay for, right? How it works. Fantasizer empowers you to create a fantasy league around anything using traditional fantasy sports frameworks. You can choose from our selection of hosted games or customize your own league. 
open a new tab. Um, are you a sports or entertainment organization? Contact us to learn about hosting your game with us and white labeling our platform dedicated to your audience. Sounds like we should get in touch with Fantasizer. We'd have to see what the DraftKings situation is there. Um, but assuming everything's good, then then yes. Yeah. How do I... Hey, Fantasizer. Okay, so they have like... RuPaul's Drag Race, they made one. Mm. Created by our partners. Oh, I played... Major League Table Tennis. Table Tennis. I feel like we were working with them on something like that. I played Fantasy Bachelor a few years ago and won against all of Emily's friends. (laughs) Only guy. That's so funny. And it was Bachelor, not Bachelorette. Crushed everybody else. And it was Bachelor, so yeah, I I was picking girls to advance each week. Um, we should get in touch with this company. That's on the to-do list. Um, we don't want to take too long today. Do oh, yeah. you want to tell people where they can meet Joey Corey, who got tickets to a certain event? Uh, that will be next week. Two Down, weeks from now. Oh, it's two weeks. Oh, you next week's week and me. a half. Sorry. Yeah, talking Yanks live. With special guest Aaron Boone at Downtown Social. We've sold, we've almost sold out or we're getting close. Um, Jake will be there. I'll be there. Joe's, Kenobio, BBD, I guess a lot of the crew. Um, we don't have the full layout. I mean, we're obviously we're going to interview Boone and talk, but we might play some games with him, do Q&A in the crowd. So that is Monday, January 29th, 7 to 9 p.m. So especially if you work in Manhattan, that's an easy post Work uh, situation. Downtown social. General admission tickets available and VIP gold tickets available, which means you get to meet Boone. You get to interact with Steiner and Boone. You get the VIP room, picture with Boone, autograph Boone, photo. Um, Should be fun. Downtown social. Reggie Crawford probably won't be there, but maybe. Should we throw it to him and then come back for some rapid-fire questions at the end? Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming. Appreciate seeing you. Second time in the office, right? Second time in the office. Thanks for having me. You're tied for most times visited the office. With who? You and Jimmy Herget tied for first. Yeah. Look at that. I feel like there's another, no? Mm, Yeah, well, Ian Happy's got a show with us, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... For people that don't know you, you do as much as you can on a baseball field, and you're tra- and you're doing as much as you can off the field as well. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot to balance. But I want to start with baseball. Last year, you got first full year in a while, in a couple years, right? Yes. So twenty what twenty three? Yeah. So first first season back. Yeah. From uh, Tommy John, so I was a little bit late to the start of the season, but yeah, I mean it was more so just a season to to get my feet wet again. Uh, get acclimated to pro pro ball, and just get some innings under my belt on the mound, and just get some some swings at the plate. Does the arm feel like your arm? Everyone always says it feels like a foreign arm for a little bit after the surgery. For a little bit, yeah, but I mean, I'm at the spot now where like, I mean, I'm feeling much better than than when I went out. So that's obviously okay. You know, I was I, looking I, at the stats, the uh, walks to strikeout ratio. With uh, everyone was raving about that right away. Mm-hmm, it's like, oh, yeah, shit. so I'm feeling good, man. Feeling yeah. good on the mound. Yeah, I'm excited going into the season. You know. Uh yeah, I'm, it'll, it'll be a good season. Does your legs blow up? Usually pitchers like they 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 can only work out their legs, so then the velo goes up for a little uh-huh. bit and uh, yeah, you know, power a lot a lot more leg days. Yeah. You know when when the arm was 
was kind of down. So yeah, definitely definitely threw some more weight on in my lower half, which is which is always useful. How'd you go through high school, college, and obviously to where you are being able to do both? I know you're good at hitting and pitching, but I feel like in the last 30 years, there's been guys in high school and college that are good at both, mm-hmm. but no one, uh, everyone's always making guys, you know, pitchers only or yeah. hitters. Did a lot of coaches try to so, single you into one way? So in high school, when I was getting recruited for, for college, um, there were a couple that wanted me to just hit. There were a couple that wanted me to just pitch. And there were a couple, well, there were, I would say there were a lot more that wanted me to do both. Because at that point, I was still, like, early in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I got started with travel ball pretty late. So um, it really started for me the summer going into my senior year. Uh, and it was pretty much like, we don't know what you are, so we're just going to let you do both as long as possible. And that was kind of like the general consensus. And then obviously went to UConn, did both. Um, primarily a hitter my freshman year. It was cut short because of COVID. Uh, like had had a really good had a really good showing in like the thirteen or fourteen games we had, and then started to get a couple more innings my sophomore year. Still just primarily playing first, and then when the pitching kind of you know started to catch up was the summer following my sophomore year uh, when I was at the Cape, and then with Team USA, and that's when uh, you know the arms started to make a little bit of noise as well. But yeah, I mean it's. You know, I, I I communicated going into the draft that it's it's what I wanted to do and it's what I wanted to to attempt, but uh, yeah, we're 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 giving it a go and we're you know still just rolling with pretty the punches cool, right now. It was pretty fun. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. Do you, uh, some people that are bilingual say they got different personalities in each language? Is like pitcher you a different guy than hitter you? Is one more calm and one more aggressive, or is it the same mentality uh, both places? So I would say hitter me is a little bit more calm. Okay. Whereas like pitcher me like. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going right at the guy. I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll buzz you in your chops. I, I don't really care. Okay. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely much. Yeah, much more aggressive on the mound than I am at the plate. Is like the self talk different? Uh, yeah, it is because I feel like on the mound you're just you're you're you you hold the ball like you hold the cards. It's you're a little game. bit more. Yeah, it is. So, um, like knowing that, it's just yeah, like. The mentality is a little bit different. It's just like I'm coming at you. I don't care what you have. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give you my best, and you know, I'll, I'll brush out the plate if I need to. You know, you ever put like your arsenal into one of those machines that give the spin rate and the movement, and then face yourself? That's I, possible I haven't. I, it is possible now. I haven't. I haven't gotten on one of those like I think the like spin ball machines. Yeah, I've I've been throwing it in. That's gonna happen at one point. You're it gonna is gonna step in, and someone's gonna be like, "Hey, this is your slide. Yeah, this is I, your change." I want to try it. I haven't though. I will probably this year. Throw That's it in there. Fun. See what it looks like. Well, off the field, you're doing a lot too. I mean, you're doing content, business stuff. Like, is it has it always been your agenda to to have, you know, another avenue? Is that is that because you enjoy the creativeness of, of it, or just safety, or someone told you to always do it, or how's it happen? I, I enjoy like I enjoy creating, you yeah. know. And I guess I didn't realize, but I was thinking back. I was like, I used to make videos, YouTube videos, of my friend when I was like ten or eleven, yeah. and I, I completely forgot about that. So I guess it has been something that like I've always been interested in but like I mean I think for me it uh picked up in college just like the business side of it and the entrepreneurial side of it um because it just like it, it really interests me and I, I I don't like to look at things like at the surface level even just like in baseball it's like I want to know how things operate I want to know what moving pieces there are what you know like what people are behind what decisions um and just like yeah just the broad sense of just you know 
trying to like monetize, you know, stuff that I do in my everyday anyway, you know, and it's, yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's definitely picked up in the last couple of years. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's been fun. I was just the same way with the camera. I mean, I, when I was 14, I got a video camera for Christmas and I just made videos for myself forever. And then me and Jake were in college together. We were just making videos and then we're doing some of the same shit now. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That adds up. Uh -huh. Maybe not everyone was doing that at 14. Yeah. The way I thought that was just a 14 year old thing to do. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that you get to hang on to that as you transitioned into, you know, surgery, recovery, uh, and those years, did you find it harder as you, or last year with a full season, did you find it harder to keep up with content or any pushback from like coaches, players? Yeah. So, um, I think the, the injury did a, did a lot for me in terms of the, like, again, like the, the business mm -hmm. side of things, because you have a lot more free time, which like you're typically not ever yeah. used to. Um, and you know, it's, it's a little bit of a wake up call. Like, Hey, like I threw one pitch and some random day out in October and it like, it's still, affecting my day-to-day -day, yeah you know so I mean I'm two years plus removed and you know it's going to be in conversations going into workload and stuff like that and you know it's again it was it was one pitch and that changed what the next two plus years is going to look like um so that that was a big piece of it and it's like you know you want to hold as, as many cards as possible um but yeah I mean I would like the the biggest thing this past season was I, I kind of wanted to see how pro ball worked mm -hmm. and I wanted to see, you know, like what the schedules were like, what my day to day was going to be like. So it was slightly difficult because like with my YouTube videos, like I would film, I would edit and, you know, like editing takes a while and I don't yeah. want to give, you know, uh, a subpar product. So um, I just, it, it was really difficult to find time to where I could sit down, go through all the footage, edit and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, going into the season, I have more of an idea now what it's going to look like. And like a lot more got like, nobody was dismissive about it as far as like players or coaches. But now I think people are much more willing because, you know, like you, you, you put them on the camera a little bit and they see like how fun it is. Yep. And you know, like it's changed a they, bunch. Yeah. yeah. So like they'll, they'll get followers from it and like, you'll have reoccurring characters and like, you know, everybody just like plays into it now. So it, it is, it is fun. It is a good time. Um, but no, we definitely got some, um, some pieces that are kind of falling into place to where it'll be much more seamless of a process going into this season. So you gotta, you gotta figure out editing on the bus rides. It's like me on the train or yeah. my wife's driving. I just got the laptop. It's just like busy, busy work for my fingers. Really. It's mm -hmm. like uh, my fidget spinner. Exactly. It's just editing and exactly. piecing things together. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of, that's like, I'm addicted to it. So, and it does take a while. So it's like, oof. I, my, I get very excited when I find like an efficient way to do something. Mm hmm. Like I'd rather find an efficient way than a awesome creative one. Yeah, like, I agree. How about uh, business front? Like you get your own creative, and then you're investing in like other businesses, or looking at stuff, or trying to get involved in multiple different things. So right now, where I'm at, it's just like setting the foundation. Just you know, meeting as many people as possible, being a fly on the wall during conversations. Like be just showing face essentially everywhere. Yeah, and just you know, taking bits and pieces because regardless. I'm not going to take every single thing from every single person, but you know, I could pick and choose, all right, this may apply to me. This may work for me. And just sorting through that um, and figuring out, you know, like what I would want to do, how I would want to approach it. And again, just again, setting just the foundation and like just the building blocks for, 
for you know whatever the future may look like. Yeah, you're, you're more than showing face. You, you got the whole outfit going. Sorry, I man. think uh, I think one of our employees who was here the last time you came in, when they heard that you were coming in today, they were like, "Oh, I want to know what he's going to be wearing." Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, how much of a thought process is that every morning? Um, I definitely want to look presentable. Like you never know. Like especially living in like Arizona, and I'm in Scottsdale all the time. It's like you never know who you're going to see, who you're going to meet. And, like, I mean, it's definitely something you have to be conscious about. Like, when I'm going to certain sure. events, like, I mean, I'm, I'm mindful of, all right, like, I'm going to put this outfit on. Maybe I'll throw a hat on with some sunglasses, you know. <laughs> like, all right, like, people are thinking, all right, who's that person? Yeah. You know, and I, w- I went to this pickleball event. I saw it was backed by, like, Drew Brees and Larry Fitzgerald or something. And I was like, all right, like, there should be, like, some pretty cool people here. So I, I bought a Saturday and a Sunday pass. Um, and just, like, the fact that pickleball is blowing up the way yeah. it is. Um, I bought a, a two-day pass, and, you know, I throw on – Nice fit, like a vest, threw a hat on, sunglasses, like positioned myself on the bleachers. Like I stood along like the railing. So like kind of everybody could see me. It was like, who's that guy? Yeah. Yeah. So um, ended up meeting like three or four owners, met like the, like two of the higher ups um, at Major League Pickleball. So they try to like slide a paddle in your hand. It was, it was (laughs) more so like, hey, uh, I just like bought this team. Um, If you're interested in like ownership opportunities stuff like that that's awesome um but it's kind of transitioned to you know like them being mentors and just being able hey like what are your thoughts on this like what have you seen here um and stuff like that you know and like a couple of them are billionaires and i was like when i I found out later i was like like i was freaking out because it was like the first like kind of you know organic time to where you know i'm out somewhere and what's up man like nice to meet you and then come to find out, like a couple couple billionaires. So that was that was really cool. When we were when we were doing like rounds of investing, I threw myself into the deep end with the company and going from you know a hobby to a company and getting funding and all that. Mm-hmm. Someone told me when dealing with you know guys like that, people like that is uh, ask for money, get advice. Ask for advice, get money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, hmm. Exactly. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And like I, I I always thought you know like why would they entertain a conversation like. They know people of more status, you know, more wealth, whatever. But somebody told me, they're like, you have to understand, like, if you can show them that you have interest Mm -hmm. in what they have a passion for and you are willing to learn and grow, then they that's that's how they get their satisfaction. You know, and that was big for me because I was like, all right, like, what could I do for this person? If I ever met him, like, what could I do for them? But, you know, a lot of them get their satisfaction by being able to give back and know that, like, it's not empty. It's not empty words. It's not going to go in one ear out the other. Like you're going to apply it to your life. You know. Yeah, we have some consultants, and and one of the first things he said to us was, uh, "Hey, I'll do this for you, but only mm-hmm. if you're going to use it. Exactly. Like, I don't want to uh-huh. be giving you just like advice, and you mm-hmm. don't you don't think it's worthwhile. Not in. A, he wasn't saying it in a rude way. He was saying if it's not worthwhile, like let's just stop. Yeah. But if it if you are into what I can share with you, then absolutely, let's mm-hmm. meet and I'll give you advice. It's like. People who have gone through stuff and learned stuff and got to a place are very keen to share because one, they, they're successful and they want to share that story, but uh-huh. they want to share like, this is what I did right and this is what I did wrong mm-hmm. and all the learnings. That's yeah. pretty smart. You just show up in the bleachers. I got to get like a better, uh, <laughs> you know, inquisitive outfit, I guess. I don't know. I think Shoulder think, pads. You're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> you're did, right. you, did you enjoy the pickleball? Oh, I love pickleball. Okay. I play. Yeah, I, I go out and play all the time. I have, I have these courts like 10 minutes from my house. I think it's like 20 courts and it's playing's fun 
and I'm watching in person's fun. TV, it's it's hard sometimes when I watch it. it I'm difficult. like, especially doubles. I'm like, this. Mm-hmm. It looks like two tennis players warming up. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't tend to find myself like watching on my phone or TV or anything. Yeah. But like in person, I love it. I love playing. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not sitting on my phone watching. They have uh, that one family in that pro league that's like mother, son, daughter are all pro. I forget their name. Bar. The guy, the kid is like the LeBron of pickleball. Really? I've done some videos on him. I forget his name right uh-huh. now, but yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's crazy how it's blown up. That's we, cool, man. We have a warehouse too, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you're super familiar, but that's one of the comments is play pickleball, play pickleball. But like Jimmy said, watching pickleball can be tough sometimes. That's yeah, true. I'd have to figure out a, a more engaging way to mm-hmm. film it, which I don't know. Or or we'd have to, we put weird spins on it. Anyway. About, yeah, you could, I mean, you could probably find a way to yeah. put your yeah. own little... Flavor on it. But. We we were in the our warehouse yesterday, running around for four hours, five hours. It's cement. We're inventing a new game, and I don't, everyone's if you, if Joe's was like moaning and groaning, and and you hear me just like, Ugh, it's like oh, we're thirty years old running on cement for five hours. It's so <laughs> yeah. stupid. Pickleball, brutal on the knees. Yes, yeah. singles singles get you running around. Yeah, doubles is you know you don't have to run as much. You don't need to work as hard, but yeah, singles is it's a workout for sure. Any avenues that you like, if you if you think about in the future and investing and building portfolio, would it be sports or do you have do you have you know other lines of interest, music, movies, or just like kind of like real estate business, or are you yeah. still are you still just it's, taking it all in? I'm still just taking it all in. Like I'm just trying to again figure out. Obviously, like I love sports, but I mean I think venturing off into like real estate could be really cool. Just like I mean, yeah, it's just still trying to figure out what I'd want to do, and you know, obviously. The forefront is baseball yep. and having the career that, you know, I'm working towards. But, you know, while having this this in mind and being. It's, uh, I think Mark Cuban's main uh, piece of advice is keep the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Maybe he repeated it. It's his favorite quote or something like that. Yeah. But early on, that made me kind of, I, I always remembered that one. Because mm-hmm. I have so many different interests that I could. Yeah. And it's like, hey, until this is it, like mm-hmm. keep this the main thing. And exactly. once you get there, then you can kind of get those fun rivers that flow off the main lake. Exactly. Cause yeah, baseball's the main driver and it is really like, it is, it is easy for me to be like, all right. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Cause like, I'm always just looking for, you know, something. And, but I mean, yeah, it's you, nice to have an off season then. It, yeah. You know what I mean, it some is. people, you know, from nine to five is your main thing. That's mm-hmm. year round. I know. So I know that's nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. We'll be keeping a, Keeping up on yeah. on the field, off the field, and hopefully you stop by again because then you become the number Most. three. Yeah. Number well, one. Visit, visit number visits. three. Visit number three. Yeah, visit number Most three. Uh-huh. We'll have to. Awesome, man. Make a little Thank annual you. thing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah, it. Cool. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
All right, we're back. Thanks, Shout Reggie. Out. Thanks, Reggie, coming through the office and chatting with us. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kick off our rapid fire question segment with the goof and gaff every time. So shout out to Landon. Uh, good luck going back to school. What TV show would you want to be on or do you think you would be good at? Be good at? You mean acting? Does he mean, he means like yeah, uh, game shows, I think. Oh. I always wanted to be on Minute to Win It. That was like my, when that game show came out, I was like, this seems so much fun. So that. Nice. Yeah, Minute to Win It. So you want to be on it and you think you'd be good. I don't know if I'd be good. Some of them are really hard. Some of them are really fun. But have I want to do it. Have you seen that brand new show, The Floor with Rob Lowe? I've seen commercials for it. Of course. Everybody's seen commercials. Yeah. I mean, they blast that thing. Um, watched episode one. Depending on the category, I mean, it's very easy or very hard. Okay. It's like they give you a category. So, like, you're the expert in baseball. And then you go head-to-head against somebody else. Um, and rapid-fire answer Baseball I don't like trivia. trivia, so I'm out. Not trivia though, like the one the fir- the very first one was the they were an expert in tools, and then the two people went up there and they just showed pictures of tools, and you had to just answer as fast as possible. Wrench, that's hammer. Fun. So that's fun. yeah, I had you, did you hear I had to leave the trivia, um, JM baseball trivia halfway through. <laughs> no, I I called Dalton and I was like, see if you can win, dude. It was. I am not good at that. I like, I don't know. It's a different version of fandom, I guess. Try to stump yourself. No, like memorizing home run seasons from teams. I didn't watch players. I didn't watch and players before I was born. Like I know Yogi Berra had home run seasons. I'm not going to tell you, Oh, 1943. He did like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. That just means you went back and studied the history books, which I'm not against. I go back and study other shit like history. I like reading history books. Right. But yeah, I'm just not good at that. So it was like all-time home run leaders, but you had to get the spe- specific year of that player. And then once someone took a team, the team was out. So now it's like all the Yankees are gone. I got to like, okay, the, the uh, you know, the, the uh, Mariners. What's... Uh, and I think someone took Griffey anyway. But even if I took Griffey, I don't know what year is going to be my best oh. bet of Griffey oh in Seattle. What year did he hit the most homers? Yeah. So, like, I took Conseco in Oakland, spoiler, and I got the one year he didn't hit 30 and 17. And then I was just like, I got, like, three picks. I was like, guys, how are you? I can't do this. And then Dalton subbed in. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Trivia, I, I'm not good at trivia. Like, I'm good at ref guess because I just watched the league so I can, oh, this looks like this guy and this guy and this guy. Just, like, memorize. I don't have, like, I don't care about stats. I think that's still the biggest thing. Yeah. Like, ref guess, I use the team, the age, the position. position. I don't use the stats at all. So, those are hard for me. I will say those that video series that you're referring to is one of my favorites to watch. Um on jam baseball when jolly did the one that was uh see jake and i have completely different brains when jolly did the one that was like he showed a bunch of pitchers 
the rotation and their path, like how many mm-hmm. te- I'm good at that because I, I just watch the game. But if it's memorizing stats, especially home runs, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, the next rapid fire question is from Luan Pellegrino. Yeah, Luan. Luan's been around forever. Oh, that's her last name. That's Lou Ellen you're thinking of, but there's yeah. also Lou Ann. Oh. A lot of Lou's. Lou Ellen reached out recently. Um, she said, how did you and Jake meet? Did you hit it off at first meeting? Freshman year baseball tryouts or just like in class around there? Baseball's the end of the year, so maybe it was then. We played on the freshman year baseball team together. Yeah, we hit it off pretty well, but um, I, we lived like 40 minutes away from each other because – our high school was two towns and, and we lived on the opposite ends of the towns. So his mom was never going to drive him to my house. And like, we were, it was like, not like, you know, it's an hour, uh, 20. If you want to drop me off at his house and drive back. So, but then when we like kept in touch on, um, aim Facebook messenger, I think it was mm-hmm. Facebook messenger at the time. And then when I moved back to Connecticut, we, uh, were juniors in college and we were really close. And then I went to the same school as him. We were roommates. We shared space. That's the new saying. Roommates is kind of out. According to who? Weekly dumb. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, there was a question that came in f- from Michael Hall. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, there was very targeted ad for a new store in his hometown. Uh, I noticed there's non-organic insertion of ads in podcasts on the JM network, like Wake and Jake. Would you be able to walk us through how those ads work if you're able? Are you talking about dynamic ads? Yeah, like on Megaphone. I could answer to some degree. Um, part of your question is, can we insert our own ads? Yep. Uh, we can opt to play an MP3. So... I listened to a talking baseball on the train here. BBD did an ad read to start the episode. So um, our podcast platform lets us place ads um, into videos beginning and and then in the middle if we want. Um, Videos or podcasts that we don't sell on, we put mid-roll ads in there. So you'll hear not JM people speaking. Um, But the first, like that opening ad read will always be a JM ad because we are placing that in with an audio file. Yeah. So there's dynamic ads and then there's native ads. That's what they call them or host Host ads. Dynamic means it's placed like a commercial, like it's not part of the show. We place it in. um, And I believe we sell dynamic ads for our shows that are under 10 or 15 K average listens because the sales team doesn't actively sell those. You're not in like the range where it's kind of like, you know, worth their time to go sell because the money that you get isn't great, but we put the dynamic ads on there. So we, so we are getting some return. Um, and also we have used those to promote our own stuff. The dynamic ads, like doing an ad read, Hey, Blitzball battle four is coming up. We'll check it out and we'll put it on all of our shows and the whole back catalog. Um, but we don't really enjoy doing a ton of those, um, like if you listen to some other podcast networks, they do a ton of those and that's kind of all they do, but you get better return. You get better margins. You get better rates. You get better user experience. You get better client feedback when you do host red and it's still the same voice of the people that are doing the show. 
especially companies like us that are creator led, like you're kind of listening for the creator. Um, unlike if you listen to uh, some of those podcast networks where, you know, they're like for a while, it's just a new crime, true crime season. You don't really know who the hosts are. You're just there for the story. So it doesn't annoy you that much when it goes to a new uh, voice for the ad because it's kind of how you're consuming it. But for us, if like, you know, we can tie the ad read into what we were just talking about, what we're about to talk about, it's a better experience for everyone. So we try to do mostly host read ads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ads around the diamond asks, is there a market for short form content ads, like having a watermark or a five second ad in the middle of content since short form sometimes gets even more views? Not really. We're testing that right now, but the, uh, creator space seems to be um, going away from that where like you would have to, you have to do what Nikki does or what we've does where you have to do you, the, the entire video is like an ad for that thing. Like Nikki cast does a video and like the, you know, it's a commercial in a character that he exists or we've done them before. We're like MLB nine innings, but it's not like, you know, we're seeing if people will buy, you know, brought to you by, the CPM will be way lower on those, but there have been companies that are social only and they, that we've like, you know, researching and been communication and they started to struggle because hmm. the connection on a, so like those, like a million views on a social video, isn't the same connection as 20,000 views on a, a hour long podcast. Right. But there's still money to be made, especially if you're in the upper, 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 upper echelon of those creators. If you're getting millions every single time, then you do more of a uh, uh, curation where you do like, it's like an ad, not a brought to you by. Yeah, makes sense. Um, two hmm, philosophical, not really, questions uh, to potentially wrap up. First one comes from Easton. How has your leadership style changed as the company continues to grow? Have you had any experiences that shaped how you view leadership? Well, probably a really long answer would re be required here. Good question. I don't know. You'd have to ask everyone else. I mean, we're trying to be more transparent as a company uh, with why we're making decisions, where we're at as a company, what our goals are, expectations of employees, feedback of employees, goal setting, um, you know, reactions if goals aren't met or, if, or performance standards are too low. And I think that's help, that's more helpful than leaving people in the dark in a way. But we're... I don't know, young company, so like we're still learning. Um, leader, I don't know. I mean, I probably could answer it if you gave me more time and I could think about it because I do do a ton of presentations for leadership uh, meetings and shit like that. So we can make it a, an actual topic on the next show next week. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what my style is. You're on my team. <laughs> You want me to answer? What's I just? I think that your style is like show how you expect something to be done. Um, like you yourself are a like driven go getter, so that's like the expectation that to follow. Um, and then in that, uh, when somebody is in need of help in their effort to be a go-getter, that's where you're really good at lending a hand. Yeah, I really like 
like helping, especially because, you know, for a while we were five people doing every part of this job. So it's like, oh yeah, I've done that. I can help you. Cause I also think with that comes a lot of like empathy of like, hey, dude, it's really hard. Like, and it's tiring, Yep. but that's the situation. So hopefully I'm trying, trying to get it where more people will come ask questions. I think for a while people were scared to, cause I'm very busy, but I don't know. No, I think that's getting, getting better and, and improving. Um, in a similar vein of philosophical questions, as some say, crispy pearls, crispy what do you pearls. do to help manage stress? Um, I'm going through, I know you've had some health issues from stress. I'm going through similar problems. I got a Fitbit to track my sleep recently. I only got six hours last night, but I got, I got 51 minutes of deep sleep. An improvement. Yeah, my deep sleep's been improving lately. Uh, a lot of that is uh, uh, marijuana. Just the tiniest bit will make sh- will make me deep sleep early in the night. Mm. Like to the point where like I'm asleep before I'm even like feeling high or anything, which is crazy. Every time I do a little gummy, I get almost two hours of deep sleep. Okay. Um, managing stress. I don't know. I feel like I'm in a good place right now. Um, I have much from like a year ago or two years ago, much, much more people around the company that are trusted in their roles, you know, and like really making like a unified group of the leadership team and being like super transparent with them, what we're stressed about, what we need help with team. Um, like there's a situation right now going on that we're not going to talk about yet that I am been like somewhat removed where like two years ago, I would have been at the forefront of it. I think Maddie's dealing with more of the stress of that than I am. So that's where I am uh, de- uh, delegating my stress to others on the team. So that's nice. I just think trying to sleep. Like I do not, um, I have realized I work, I have more energy in the morning than at night. So I don't even open my backpack at night anymore. Like that's I, a big change. I walk. Yeah, it's a big change, but I'm getting up really early, but I'm going to sleep early, but it's better lifestyle for me than going out. Like I cannot burn the candle at both ends. So I have stopped nighttime working. Now when the season starts, it's going to be much harder because you got to be up till 10 every day. Last night I went to bed at 10. That's why I only got six hours, but yeah, that's much different. Like I walk home, I put my backpack down also having two kids and, um, I put my backpack down and then this morning I was like, where's my backpack? And I was like, oh, it's right by the front door. Like I did not touch it, did not get my laptop out at all. That's much different than a couple years ago. But also I'm leaving, I'm leaving the house, you know, uh, at five in the morning. So I don't know. I've gotten, I think there's just more trusted people around me than a couple years ago. Like I feel very good about the leadership team. And that wasn't the case two years ago, year and a half. And that was when I was really, really stressed. Stress builds up, though, and then it goes away. Like, we front load our weeks. Like, every night, uh, every Tuesday, when I get home on Tuesday, it truly feels like Friday, where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Uh And then I'm like, wait, it's only Tuesday? Because Monday and Tuesday are crazy days. And then Thursday's a warehouse day, which is a much different part of my brain. And then Friday is like, do my own stuff alone in the office kind of. So that structure's really helped. But come po- come baseball, it'll be different. So I'll have to navigate that. 
Because during the baseball season, I was desperate to get to this schedule. And I was like, mm -hmm. I hope I can do it. Go to sleep at like eight or nine, wake up at four, get to the office by six, the latest every day, get a morning in. Um, Fridays will be alone. I have Saturday and Sunday off. And then yep. when baseball starts, you know, watching the game till 10 or 11, some nights we're recording after those games or, you know, tackling breakdowns at night. And then I have to like forego the morning. So I have to change. Right. I don't know. I'll figure that out. And then we work every Sunday. So stress thinking about it. Yeah. I, I do feel like you've gotten in a good groove. You've done some homes. LeBron was in there, but where two years ago you might have been doing the Mahomes breakdown at night, but you were able to come in, do it at 5 a.m., and it still performs extremely well. So, like, yeah. if that's the mindset, that could be the same for MLB. Yes, it's just I can't go to sleep that early. Like, I got to go to sleep as soon as the Yankee game ends. Mm, I see. It's still going to be because I'm, I'm in bed at like 830 with James yeah. and the Yankees game is going to end at 930. So I'd have to on nights when we're not recording, like watch the last couple innings in bed. I could do that. Yeah. On my phone. Yeah. But it definitely like. But it gets me energized. The Yankees because yes, my exactly, heart's in it. Exactly. Trial and error. Yeah. Okay. T20 World Cup. You're going? I don't know. I'd like to. I definitely want to go to one game. There's like a Wednesday game where, is it Netherlands and South Africa, which has been like the last two World Cups. Mm. An awesome game. Um, the India-Pakistan one I really wanted to go to, but that is Sunday night baseball with Yankees-Dodgers, So and we have to record that night. So the only way I'd miss that talking Yanks and like tap someone else through the episode with Jake is if I got media passes for that. Yeah. And we sold it to like a sponsor of like a video or coverage or something. June 8th game, Netherlands, South Africa at the Nassau County Cricket Stadium. Is that Wednesday? June 8th. Um, no. Scroll, scroll, scroll. So there's a Wednesday game that, oh. I, that I thought would be fun if everyone... Oh, so the it's the last game of the June 12th is the last game of the New York games, and it's USA, who's probably going to be eliminated by that time, versus India, who's going to have probably advanced out of the pool stage. Oh, I see it. But it's still USA versus India. So if, like, people from the company wanted to come with me to that one and we did, like, a vlog about it or something. Yeah. my uh, I, I don't bring it up for no reason. Maybe some more details to come. For me or for them? For you. Oh. I was like, do you know something I don't? You surprise now me I with, do. You're surprising with media passes? All I'm saying is I got a slack during this conversation that I wanted to respond to. About this? Yeah. Am I on the slack? No. But once we shut the mics off, I can tell you. Okay. All right. That's all? Yeah, that is all. Cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. We'll be back next week. And when does uh, Feeling This come out? Soon? Yeah, Friday. Whoa. First app? With yeah, Jake? with Jake. Is that up or done? It's not on the back end, but yes, done. Um, I'll watch it as soon as it is. I'll let you know.
Goodbye. Oh, I got a text today that Claire crawled for the first time. Seven months old. Almost eight. No, seven months old. She's been moving. And also another fun tidbit on the way out that I was going to mention. We did our statistical breakdown of things you missed. And Dalton's data showed we had like two episodes that were nine minutes long and they performed better. And we're like, oh, let's, wow. ch- let's test it out. Okay. Let's do some nine minute ones. It's a dead period. So like we're experiencing lesser views. Last couple episodes, nine minutes and 10 seconds or so. Been doing like above average for things you missed. Cool. So, oh shit. So how about that? Data works. Bye. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings kicks off on May 5th. Head over to the Warehouse Games channel to catch Game 1. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours.